Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker. And this is where the culture meets scripture. Welcome to the Path of Revelation show. Once again, I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have a, we, we, I have a great show for you guys. I'm super excited because I know this show is going to be a blessing to you guys. But listen, before I hop into the topic, a few announcements. The end of this month, we will be in concert in Dallas, Texas, July 27th. At Adamant Believers Council, where the pastor is Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Most of you guys are familiar with him. He created the Truth Behind Hip Hop series. And that's our family. We're excited to be doing a concert at his church. So if you're in the Dallas, Texas area, make sure you come through. I would even recommend just stopping in on a Sunday service or Bible study. It's an amazing ministry. Um, You will most definitely be blessed. Also, I want to thank everyone who has supported our latest project thus far. We just released our project. If you don't, if you don't know, now you know. Our, our latest project, The Peculiar. Make sure you go stream and download it. I want to thank everybody who has supported the project, especially those who purchased the project. That means so much to us because we are in the era of streaming. Artists don't make money off of sales anymore because people can just go to YouTube and listen to the project. Or if they have a monthly subscription, they can just add the album onto their subscription. But many of you guys have went out of your way and said, hey, I'm going to purchase the project. And that means so much to us. That means so much to us because you didn't have to do that. But that speaks volumes to us. And it lets us know that you guys truly believe in Path of Revelation. You believe in this ministry. You believe in what we're doing as a ministry to bring glory to God and and minister to, to souls and edify the body of Christ. So that means so much to us because you guys did not have to do that, but you did. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and Matt's heart. We love you guys and thank you for always supporting Listen, make sure you tell a neighbor, friend, cousin, auntie, brother, sister, father, mother about the Path of Revelation podcast, as well as our music. We want to get um, we want to get, we want as many people to know about what we're doing as possible, because, you know, to be honest, man, I, just to be transparent with you guys, Path of Revelation is not for sale. Nothing that we do is for sale. And what I mean by that is we're we're sold out to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not we're not trying to play politics and pander to different uh, entities so we can make our name famous or anything like that. We really love God and love God's people. um, And we love people and want to see people transformed and changed by the power of of the gospel. And so, man, share this with somebody uh, and make sure you you 
uh, keep listening. We have a lot of content on the way. I told you guys that I am working on my first solo project. That's still in the works. You know, it's kind of funny because we weren't even planning to do the Peculiar Project for a while. Uh, And actually, my solo music was supposed to come first. But God had different plans. and, and, And so... That is still on the way, though. God willing, I'll be dropping some solo music, whether it's a project or just a couple of singles before this year is out. Um, If I do not drop my my first solo project before the year is out, um, God willing, I will drop it in the beginning of next year. But guys, stay tuned. Make sure you visit pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave topics you would like to hear talked about and and prayer requests and all of that good stuff. But listen, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. Um, We're going to be talking about the lust for knowledge. Lust for knowledge. You don't want to miss this. But the featured song for this episode is our song, If You Say So. It is my single off of our latest project. I produced the track. It's titled If You Say So. Let's hop into it right now. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. How many say no? If you say so, help me let go. I don't wanna be distracted. Help me say no to these strongholds. To these strongholds. To these strongholds. To these strongholds. I need your hand. I wanna let go. Help me let go. Of everything that's not like you, don't kill it. If you say so. We can forfeit the mission, my Lord, you are risen with all of the power And your grace is sufficient, so no, I'm not quitting, no tossing the towels Can't be thrown in, cause when I am weak, your truth is made perfect and now I praise and be led by his spirit and don't have to follow the crowd No Christ, that's scary, we'll compromise the rest alive of cemeteries Necessary, cut ties, love bury Relationships that make us slip and grow weary Entertaining and embracing the temptation Bad friends cheer from who you make to forsake them You be accepted if you profess them But you are faking false converts We'll praise the Lord, worship and Satan If you say so, if you say so Help me let go, help me let go I don't wanna be distracted, help me say no Say no, say no Do these strongholds, do these strongholds Do these strongholds, these strongholds Despite it all for humanity, did suffer Rock across for all races and blood covers Yeah, that's a throwback, call it cross colors The world's allure is pure as manure Consumer fitting in with those who need the cure Ashamed of the ones bathing in the sewer Much easier to compromise than endure Forget our witness when I fit in with the wicked Now sinning once stood and now we blending Please God, I please man like nobody wanna seek him A Christian on the weekend, on a Sunday when it's preaching With a lot of sins reaching Oscar worthy, screaming that he's worthy But heart don't match the praise that's dispersing From my lips, you're thorough when you search me Despite the filth, you love me, that's your mercy I wanna be real, wanna be real, clean me, purge me of everything I like You and her knees, like since knees Bend knees, so when it's all said and done Lord God please help me to ride When they threaten to kill And the tears are revealed and abandon your side If you say so, if you say so Help me let go, help me let go I don't wanna be distracted Help me say no, say no, say no To these strongholds, to these strongholds To these strongholds, to these strongholds I need your hand 
go, help me let go I don't wanna be distracted, help me say no Say no, say no To these strongholds, to these strongholds To these strongholds, to these strongholds I need your hand talk about this the lust for knowledge um because i think this is not just a big issue or a problem in the world today but i believe that this is an issue that has come into the church as well and so um as for you guys who who follow the path of revelation podcast you know um I believe episode, it maybe maybe was episode 22 or episode 23, where I talked about how Christianity is no longer the, the dominant faith in America anymore. And the article was by CNN, and one of the points that they brought out in the article was how the internet has played a huge factor in many people moving away from Christianity and Catholicism. The, the, the internet and social media has, has allowed people to be introduced to so many different beliefs and ideologies and mindsets. And so now people are being presented with many, many different worldviews, and, and quite frankly, people are finding religions and belief systems that fit their flesh. I'm just keeping it real. And, and this doesn't just apply to people who don't profess to be Christians, but what I'm finding is many of us who profess to be Christians are beginning to fall into this category as well, where we profess to be Christians, but we're all over the place. And so one of the things that I'm learning, and hear me, hear me really good when I say this, what I'm learning is some of us constantly struggle to follow the Lord because we're getting information from too many sources. We're getting information from too many sources. One minute, we're posting scriptures. We're posting things like, man, God is good. And then the next minute, we're posting a horoscope, our horoscope. (laughs) Um, One minute, we're consulting with scripture. The next minute, we're consulting with witches or witchcraft. And so what I'm finding is that many of us are all over the place because we're getting information from multiple sources without ever really having a foundation in the faith for ourselves. And so the Bible talks about how 
it talks about knowledge and wisdom. And something that I want to, two scriptures that come to mind um, when I think about knowledge and wisdom is in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. And so as, as Christians, we have to make sure whatever information or knowledge that we are, are, are taking in, we have to make sure that knowledge is submitted to the knowledge of God. Because everything starts with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so knowledge and wisdom begins with him. And so whatever we see has to be surrendered to him. But what I'm learning is that many of us, many, many Christians, many people who profess to be Christians, they're taking what, what happens with some of us. We take pieces from everywhere and what happens is we shape a God that agrees with us. And so we'll take parts of the Bible where Jesus, where the Bible says, God, for God so loved the world. And but we'll take a we'll take we'll get rid of the part where it says all liars, all fornicators and adulterers shall have their part in the lake of fire. Or I'll, I'll take the love part, but I don't want anything to do with the hell part. And then we'll 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 go over to another belief or religion or, or mindset and we'll take beliefs from there. And what happens is we end up with a Christ that is not found in Scripture. Paul says, if any man preach another Christ, let him be accursed. And so the key isn't to hunger after knowledge. Yes, the Bible says study to show yourself approved. But the key part to that is approved. It doesn't mean just getting information from everywhere. But we but what it's saying is we as as believers, followers of God, followers of Christ, we are we should know what we believe and why we believe it. And so I have to study to show myself approved. Paul says, I believe it's in Corinthians somewhere, he says, examine yourself to see if you truly are in the faith. Like he says, test yourself, examine yourself to see if you are truly in the faith. In other words, if I profess to be a Christian with my mouth, my actions and my lifestyle should not contradict the Bible. My lifestyle should not contradict grace and Christian lifestyle. If I say that I love God, I should not be actively living in sin. Jesus says this in, in Matthew 15 and 8, and I'm going somewhere with this. 
In Matthew 15 and 8, Jesus talks about how they honor me with their mouth. They draw nigh to me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. And so I don't want to have a form of godliness, as the Bible says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. I don't want Christ. I don't want to treat Christianity like it's Halloween. I don't want to put on Christianity as if it's a costume, but really. I'm not a Christian on the inside, really on the inside. I'm an enemy of God. I don't know God. And so, if we are truly transformed, there should be fruit in our life. Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. And so, here's the thing. Many of us, we're in a culture that has such a lust for knowledge. But knowledge means nothing without wisdom. What is wisdom? See, what I love about the Bible It covers both. It says the fear of the Lord, meaning the reverence for God, reverencing God, surrendering and submitting to God is the beginning of knowledge. And not just the beginning of knowledge, it's the beginning of wisdom. And so God doesn't just give us uh, knowledge, but he gives us understanding what to do with the knowledge. He gives us direction. And so what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to properly process the knowledge that you're getting. Wisdom is the ability to properly apply the knowledge that you're getting or not apply it at all. It is the ability to make good decisions based off of the knowledge that you're getting. And so the wisdom of God is key in our lives. And and, and here's the thing. Many of us, and and I've been guilty of this. So many times we're, we're being indoctrinated and we don't even realize it. We can sit on social media and I'm telling on myself I've been I've been guilty of this before. We can sit on social media for hours, just reading our timeline and and our news feed is being deposited into our spirit or into our mindset. We're reading so many different opinions. We're, we're, We're seeing the news being shared, police brutality, LGBT. Uh, Pride Month and we're getting all abortion and we're getting all of these, all of this information and opinions on this information. And then when it's time to read, read our Bible and pray, we're too tired. We got time for we have time for social media, but we don't have time for God. And so we're being indoctrinated by our timeline. And I don't and I don't know about you guys, but for me on my timeline, I follow a lot of Christians, but not everybody that's on my timeline or on my social media is Christians. And so I'm getting 
One, one minute I may be getting a Bible verse. The next minute I might be getting um, <clears throat> a post where somebody's cussing somebody out or or talking about sexually explicit things. And so there is a melting pot on social media and in this world. And we as Christians, we have to make sure that that Christ is our foundation, that we're not just getting everybody's opinion because everybody's opinion is not valuable. Everybody's opinion and word is not valuable. James chapter one, verse five through eight, and I'm still dealing with wisdom right now. It says, if any of you lack wisdom. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men freely and doth not withhold it and it shall be and abradeth not and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Some of us here now catch this. What does it mean to be double minded? One minute you're you're in a one minute you're for Christ. The next minute you're for witchcraft. One minute you're for Christ. The next minute you're in your flesh. One minute you're, you agree with, with the Bible. The, ne the next minute you disagree with the Bible. Like you're, t you're not stable. Many of us aren't stable. Because we're not asking God for wisdom and faith. We're, we're not asking. I heard something at the conference. Me and Matt. Last last weekend, we were in Mississippi, in Tupelo, Mississippi, for the Marriage Family Life Conference by the AFA. And in one of the sessions, one of the panelists in one of the sessions, he said something that stuck out to me because I've been studying the word of God and just really studying on a particular subject. But he said if you really desire truth, if you really desire truth, truth will find you. See, many of us aren't really looking for truth. We're looking for beliefs and ideologies that suit our desires. We're looking for religions and different beliefs that fit our desires. And some of us who profess to be Christians, we we don't want to fully let Jesus go because we do believe that he is the Christ, the son of God, God manifest in the flesh, but on the other hand, we don't we don't want to be accountable for our sinful desires. We don't want to be accountable we don't want to be held accountable for desires in us that are actually anti-God and anti-Christ. In 
And so we custom make a Christ that we're comfortable with. But it says, ask for wisdom. And he gives it freely. He gives it freely. He he doesn't withhold it. Man, that's one thing that me and my wife, we always strive to do. we're, We're constantly asking God for wisdom. God, give us wisdom. We don't just want knowledge, but God, give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Give us wisdom. Because we can't make it without the wisdom of God. Matthew 5 and verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. It didn't say blessed are they that hunger for knowledge. He says blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So at the end of the day, my pursuit of knowledge and wisdom should be to bring forth the righteousness of God in my life. In other words, our number one goal should be to please God, not ourselves. But what's happening a lot of times, back to the the first point, some of us struggle to follow God because we have so many people, so many voices in our ear. We have, we have people telling us to turn away from our sin and get in our word and follow after Christ. But we also have people in our ears that saying that, hey, check your horoscope or, you know, what, what, you know, we, it's nothing wrong with praying to your ancestors The white man gave us Christianity. We have so much information in our ear. So many different voices. And they're telling us what what we should believe and what to believe. And so we're, we're on a roller coaster ride. Because the only reason, and I'm learning this, the only reason we'll really entertain false doctrine. Is because there's something in us that wants to do what it wants to do. Deep down in the inside, we just want to do what we want to do. There is a war in our flesh. And listen, I, I study, I study other beliefs. I study what Jehovah Witness believe. I study what Hebrew Israelites believe. I'm interested in what Mormons and Muslims believe in. I'm interested in 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 in, in understanding African religion and, and what they believe. But I have an understand I have a base I know who I am in Christ. And I'm not searching for something outside of Christ. When I'm studying other beliefs in other religions, it's for me, and I'm just being transparent with you guys. I have a passion and a burden for apologetics and evangelism. And so when I see 
different faiths and beliefs leading people away from Christ. I'm interested to see what they believe because I want to be ready to defend the faith or contend for the faith. And so I'm not studying other religions and and things of that nature because I'm not confident in what I believe. I'm studying these other beliefs because I am confident in what I believe. And I want to be able to show people the truth. And so we have to watch who who we who we who we're listening to because the enemy will use people in your life to pull you further away from Christ. It don't matter. Sometimes it could be a brother. It could be a cousin. It could be a sister. It could be a best friend. There's been times where I've had to let people go. Because they weren't beneficial to my walk with the Lord. But one thing I know for sure. Is when you really desire truth. Jesus, who is the truth, will reveal himself to you. He will reveal himself to you. Because when you ask for wisdom, he gives it freely. God isn't hiding. I had someone, one of my my brothers and my friends who who used to be a Christian who's no longer a Christian anymore. And he said, Gabe, he says, what about the people who have never heard the gospel? He says, what about the people? He, what about the people who have never heard the gospel? Like God is just going to send them to hell. And 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 and, and one of the things that I, I, I told him, I said, Your question, your question assumes that the God of the Bible didn't create all things. Acts chapter 17 verse 21 says, for in him we live, move, and have our being. A lot of times when when I hear this scripture quoted in church, it's quoted in the context as if it's just talking about believers. But when you actually read the whole chapter, he's not just talking about Christians. He's talking about all of humanity. So whether you're a Muslim or a Buddhist or atheist, In him, you live, move, and have your being. And so the very breath that we use to reject God, he gives us the very breath and functionality in our mind to reject him. He gives us the breath, the very breath that we use to deny him. And so what I told him is if if, if God is able to give us life and sustain our life, even in our rebellion towards him, 
that same God is able to reveal himself to us when we have a desire to know him. Romans chapter one talks about how creation declares his glory. When we wake up and we see the sun and we see the trees, we know that God exists. Matter of fact, I'm going to read that real quick. This is so good. It's so important. I hope you guys are, are getting something. I'm still dealing with the lust for knowledge. But in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For the invisible things... Matter of fact, I'm going to actually, actually, I'm going to start at verse 18. Now, this is Paul. He's talking about all of creation and human, all of humanity. He says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is made clear in them for God have showed it unto them that's speaking of our conscious verse 20 for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made or in other words being understood by us even his eternal power and Godhead so they are without excuse so in other words, when we see creation, and when you go on to read Romans chapter 2, verse 15, or just read the entire chapter, it talks about those who have not been given the word of God, or those who have not been given the law, and how God has written his law on their heart. And so whether or not we've heard the gospel whether we've heard the gospel or not heard the gospel, God has given each of us a conscience where we know right from wrong. And that along with creation, us seeing God's handiwork, it leaves us without excuse. And so, yes, God, see, see. We as Christians have to stop approaching the Bible or Jesus as if he's a God that's only exclusive to us. And what I mean by that is some of us are so afraid we treat Christ as if he's not the true and living God. We treat Christ if, if he's as if he's only the God of the Christians. But Colossians chapter one, verse 16, lets us know that for by him and through him, all things were created. The Bible also lets us know that he is the alpha and omega. The Bible also lets us know that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. And so there has to be a realization that Jesus is not just the God of Christians, but he is the God of all creation. But many of us, what happens is we begin to entertain many different ideologies and beliefs because we haven't truly been converted ourselves. 
And I really believe that this is where, where, where Paul says, examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. I understand there are times where we may struggle in our faith. We may wrestle. But some of us have not truly been converted or we're not truly saved. Some of us know church, but we never knew God. Some of us had an encounter with God, but we never had a relationship with God. We've never truly been born again. We've never, the, the spirit, we haven't been baptized with the spirit that baptizes us into one body. The spirit that seals us. As Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14 says. In Romans 9 and 8, I believe, or 8 and 9 says, if, if we have not the spirit of Christ, we are none of his. And so we need the spirit of God. We need to examine ourselves. And so with this, what it reminds me of, and as I prepare to wrap this up. If we look at the original sin with Adam and Eve, man, this is powerful. Please, please follow me with this. This is so powerful. Because I want to point out a few things. If we look at Genesis chapter 3, and this is, this is the, the original sin, the fall of man, where Adam and Eve sin. And so I want, to, I want to point out something for you guys. In Genesis chapter 3, if we look at, hold on, I'm going to switch the version of my Bible Back to the ESV. And I like the ESV. I've been reading the ESV for probably for about a year now consistently. But I'm reading from the ESV version. If we look at Genesis chapter 3. And I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say? You shall not eat of the tree in the garden. Now he's referring. So obviously the serpent knew what God had spoken to Adam in Genesis chapter two, verse 17, where God said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat. Of it, you shall surely die. Now, that's that's Genesis chapter two, verse 17. Back to Genesis chapter three, uh, verse two. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. That's just like the devil. Many of us have believed the lie that we can just dibble and dabble in in different religions and faiths and still be in right standing with God. Some of us think that we can mess around in witchcraft and still be a Christian. 
Some of us think that we can fornicate or, or, or get high and, 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 and drunk and still be a Christian. Because we're listening to the serpent. We're listening to the devil. He says, but the serpent, verse four says, but the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of, of it, your eyes will be open. In other words, he's like, God is just hating on you. He says, he says, for God knows that that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Man, verse six. So when the woman now listen, some of us are listening to people. We're getting good counsel on one end where where we God has put people in our lives to to help us walk in his ways. But we're listening to we're listening to voices in our lives that are speaking and, and, and coming to stump out the word of God in our life. We're listening to the voices that saying, oh, I don't take all of that. Man, you don't have to really read the Bible, man. Like, man, it's, all religions are the same. It don't take all that. Uh, you know, you know the Quran, there's no difference between the Quran and the Bible. Like, we're just listening to people saying things that literally are lies and don't make any sense. The serpent. Learn how to identify the serpent in your life. And when you identify the serpents in your life, shut their voices out. He says in verse five, it says, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the verse six. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. What's interesting about this is when he says, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now let's look at this. Because this is what, idolatry is where where it says you will be like God it's not like God in a sense of oh I want to please God I want to I want to follow his ways oh I want to be like you God no it's not that type of be like God it's a be like God in a sense of you become God knowing good and evil Here's what's interesting about Adam and Eve. When we look at the original sin and what caused the falls of humanity, Adam didn't have to know everything. See, some of us fall because we think we need to know everything. Not all knowledge is good knowledge. Adam didn't have to know everything because he knew God who created everything so Adam didn't have to know everything because he knew God he didn't have to know everything because he knew the creator of everything and the creator of everything gave him dominion over everything 
He was in him and him and Eve was in complete fellowship with God. And that still wasn't enough. How can you want more when you already have everything? This is one of the biggest tricks of the enemy. We have everything that we need in Christ. But the enemy tricks us to believe that Christ isn't enough. Adam was in perfect fellowship with God. He had so much he had so much dominion that God didn't name the animals. God gave that that role to Adam. Adam named the animals. He had dominion over the fish of the sea and over every creeping thing, every animal. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Listen. He was already in the image of God. He was already in right standing with God. Because there was no sin. There was no sin. See, it's idolatry. When we have a desire to make ourselves God and ultimately. That was the sin. That Adam fell for. And what's interesting about this. Is the Bible lets us know that Eve was deceived, but it never says that Adam was deceived. Adam knew what he was doing. And instead of standing up and being the man, the head of his house, he gave in and he ate of the fruit. What's interesting about the tree it is, is, is that it's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why do we have to know the knowledge of good and evil when we have God who is good? When we have everything, when we have everything we need in him. Why pursue something else? And the reason. Here's the thing. We sell ourselves short. We sell ourselves short. When we try to. Okay. I'll use this analogy because it's funny to me. Whenever me and my wife goes out and we we get steak, (laughs) I like using steak sauce on my steak. And my wife always says, if the steak is really good, you don't need sauce. Like, if you need sauce, that's saying something about the steak. She tells me that all the time. Like, you should be able to eat your steak. If it's seasoned perfectly, you should just be able to eat it. And this is what it is with Christ. 
Christ is the perfect steak. He doesn't require sauce or anything else. And, and she, my wife would say, if you can actually mess up the perfect steak by adding sauce. You can, because you devalue the perfection. And this is what many of us do with Christ. We devalue Christ's work and we, we, we never really know Christ fully in his beauty, in the beauty of holiness, because we're diluting him in our hearts and our minds with other things that, that causes him to lose value in our hearts and minds. He never loses value. It's just, it's just in our perception because of the people that we're listening to and the things that we're dabbling in. And so the lust for knowledge has begun to consume many of us. And, and, and I'll take, and, and, and even some of us, and I'm noticing this, noticing something else. I'm noticing a lot of young apologists rising up. Young men in their 20s, 30s, who have a desire for sound doctrine. And I think that's dope. But if I can give you guys, for any of you guys who listen to this show, if I can give you any advice, make sure, because I believe, I believe that you can get too much knowledge. Because, and, and, and hear me when I say this, you want to allow, as the Bible says, you want patience to have her perfect work. Sometimes we can be getting so much knowledge that we haven't even had a chance to properly apply the knowledge that we've gotten. And so we're getting knowledge. And before we're actually able to apply what we're learning, we're learning something else. And before we're able to apply that, we're learning something else. And so now we're just walking around with a bunch of knowledge but we lack application. We lack practical application. It's one thing to read, love your neighbors as yourself. It's one thing to read, bless your enemies and them that curse you and despitefully use you. And it's another thing to actually live it out. And so if I can encourage my, my, my fellow apologists, people who have a heart for sound doctrine man take time to walk out the knowledge that you're getting because it'll it'll hum listen it's easy to get puffed up in knowledge that's what knowledge does it puffs you up that's why paul writes in second corinthians chapter 12 lest i should be exalted above measure because of the abundance of knowledge, he says, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh. See, listen, when, when you strive to walk out the word, not just learn stuff to say you, you're learning. But when you strive to, to get wisdom, which the purpose of wisdom is to apply what you're learning. In that wisdom, God will use experience to humble you and shape you into his likeness. 
It's not enough to know Jesus or it's not enough to know about Jesus if I'm not being conformed into his likeness. And so if I can give any advice to to the apologists and uh, young scholars. Take your time living out what you're learning. Don't get so deep into um, theology that you lose sight of the practical applications that you need to be walking in every day. Love, joy, peace, all of these things. And so listen, as Christians, let's pursue the heart of God. I want you guys to write in, you know, I've been getting some, 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 some email, uh, plenty of emails from you guys and prayer requests. And, and for you guys who have emailed me prayer requests or um, topics, you know that I'll, I'll address them on the show. So I want to make sure for everyone listening, make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. You can leave prayer requests. You can leave messages. You can you can leave questions concerning um, things you may have heard on the show. And we have dope content out. We just released again. We just released our latest project, and it's more than likely our last project, the Peculiar. You can download that on all digital outlets now. I want to thank everybody too because a lot again. I want to thank you guys for everyone who has purchased the project because. It, in the in the era of streaming, that that speaks volumes that um for you for you guys to instead of streaming it say hey I'm gonna uh, actually take my hard earned money and purchase the project that says a lot to me that says that you guys believe in the path of revelation brand and ministry and 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 I'm and I'm grateful for that also I am um God willing before this year out. I'll be dropping some solo music. I'm not sure if it'll be a full project. Um, if not, if if my soul, my if my first solo project doesn't drop this year, it most definitely will be in the beginning of next year. But I at least want to drop one or two singles. But in the meanwhile, we're promoting th- this project, the Peculiar. So I have a lot on my table. Be praying for Matt and myself. Um, and again, we'll be in. Dallas, Texas, July 27th uh, with G- Pastor G. Craig. Most of you guys know him from Truth Behind Hip Hop. Uh, we're going to be at his church, ABC, which is Adamant Believers Council, an amazing church. I would recommend you to go and visit um, if you're in the Dallas, Texas area. But listen, thank you guys for listening. For listening. You've been tuned into the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture.